3: and Anian, my air conditioning doesn't work. It's intermittent. It's some days it works, some days it doesn't, and nobody seems to be able to figure it out because they never see the problem when it happens, huh? The car doctor, and he goes to me, "What does that yellow light mean?" And I explained to him. I said, "You know, Tony, that means that you've turned on the AC compressor." He goes, oh, that's what the yellow lights for. It was like Jesus had come down and he was walking on water. Uh,
0: what uh, does a yellow
1: light mean? Slow down. Okay. What? <laughs>
0: Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls
3: at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Oh, oh you want to take a test with me? I was going to do this the other way. I was going to talk about the 2016 Chevy Traverse to kick off this hour, but I I want you to take a test with me. I took my ASEs this morning and I was sitting at the chiropractor. I did it at the chiropractor actually because they give you the option now. Hello and welcome, by the way. Um, Thanks for being here. (laughs) I've got a lot to do today, it seems. And I have to, you know, you're taking your ASEs online now because of the pandemic and they want you to, they, they give you eight questions a month. And you take them, and if you make a mistake, they send you another one. It's kind of neat. It's it's interesting, right? I'm almost starting to like it better than going to sit in the office and take all 300 questions at a clip, because I always certify all eight areas at the same time, because I just don't have the time, frankly, and I like to get it over with. So this is a little bit more relaxed, if you can imagine me being relaxed. So it's a break question, right? How hard could a break question be, right? Everybody out there has fixed breaks, I'm sure, or maybe, or thought about. It. Everybody out there has used breaks, I'm sure, or wish they could use breaks, or maybe they have good breaks, but... Them's the brakes. (laughs) So here's the question. You ready? This is from ASA. A vehicle equipped with a forward automatic braking system will not auto-brake when approaching an obstruction at parking lot speeds. A service ADAS, Advanced Driver Assist System, message, is present on the driver information display, and a stored sensor ring time fault is stored in the parking assist control module. The vehicle operates normally otherwise, and service history indicates the vehicle has had collision repairs to the front end. Which of these could be the cause? So you got this in your head? Okay. It's just brakes, folks, right? How hard could this be? It's just a brake system. Could a misadjusted brake pedal position sensor cause it? Could an internal leak in the brake master cylinder cause it? Could excessive paint thickness on the front sensors cause it? Or could a stuck-open check valve in the brake booster be the root cause? Anybody want to take a shot at this? Tom, you're not eligible. You already played the game. It's paint thickness. All right? The right answer is paint thickness. And the explanation is excessive paint thickness on the front ultrasonic sensors can affect the sensor's ability to detect and report correct distances between the vehicle and other objects. Ultrasonic sensors emit sound waves. This is an automobile we're talking about, not the shuttle and then detect these waves if they are reflecting back from the objects. The time between sending and receiving the waves is used to calculate distance. Excessive paint thickness alters the emitted and received sound waves, resulting in incorrect measured distance. This condition can cause the ringtime diagnostic trouble code as indicated. What do you think of that? So is the body shop going to have to start to measure how much paint they put on? Are they going to have to be more precise? Are we going to have to measure it? Or are we going to have to use ultrasound to measure the depth of the paint being applied to the bumper? Think about what this does to the repair process. And then more importantly, what happens, what happens later on? You know, oh, the car is five or six years old or seven years old and it has a problem in the automatic parking system. Are you going to fix it? Are you going to drive around in a a car that's got warning lights going off and you're just going to train yourself to ignore them? And what does that do to the retail or resale value of the vehicle when you go to sell it? I gave my chiropractor this test this morning, by the way. He failed. He's an excellent chiropractor. Uh, His son, Troy, was there and David was there, Dr. Dave and Dr. Troy. And I've decided that they're excellent chiropractors. I really enjoy going to them. But, boy, when it comes to cars... They know where the door handle is and they know how to put gas in it and beyond that. They, they're just, Um, and they were stunned. They were absolutely stunned. They said, how could paint thickness affect a driver warning system and a parking sensor? And when I explained that it's the thickness of the, of the paint on the bumper, a one millimeter difference, one millimeter and less can affect any one of these self-driving, self-parking, advanced driver assist systems. And they've all got to be calibrated anytime they're touched. It makes you wonder, right? So the car is going to come in somewhere, somewhere, somehow, some way. It's happened where a car has gone into a repair shop, a newer vehicle, for a headlight. And the headlight has been replaced, but they had to remove the bumper to get to the headlight assemblies, the headlamp assemblies, I should say. And as a result, that ADOS, that Advanced Driver Assist System, or that parking system, has had to be recalibrated. And that simple $20 headlight bulb has been 500 bucks. I know it's happened. I'd love to hear the story if anybody's got one. But I know it's happened. And uh, again, we come back to, you know, it was meant to replace the horse. Uh, if you can remember back that far. Tom can remember back that far. He was around back at the turn of the last century. Uh, you know, it was meant to replace the horse. The car was not meant to bankrupt you. It was not meant to launch missiles, take you to the moon, or any of the multitude of things that it seems like they can do today. I just so that's the ASCs. Maybe next hour we'll do another one. Next hour or next hour, the beginning of next hour. I want to talk about the twenty sixteen Chevy Traverse and the power steering repair where I have to replace the engine wiring harness. I want to give you the update on how that's going. But right now, let's kick the garage doors open. Let's go over to Jeff and San Diego 05 Mini Cooper. And uh, some questions about a blown head gasket issue. Jeff, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help?
4: Hi, Ron. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And You're welcome. Uh, greetings from San Jose. Thank you. Um, yeah, so um, I acquired this 2005 Mini Cooper from my neighbor. It's uh candy apple red, racing stripes, rally wheels, little supercharged six feet. Really cool little car. And here's the original owner. And it showed up on a tow truck last month. And the neighbor's house, asked him what was going on. He said, oh, I think I blew the engine. said, do you want it? I just uh, ordered a new Tesla. And I thought about it for a minute. I'm a bit yeah, San Jose, what are you going to do? Right? Somebody's got money. I'm a bit, yeah, yeah. I'm a busy guy. I drive a new car and I thought about it. But I, I could use a distraction right now, you know, so I said, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it on. So in a matter of minutes, the tow truck was putting it in my driveway and we were swapping keys and shaking hands and and all that. So anyway. <laughs> I diagnosed a car fairly quickly. I came up with, it had a blown head gasket, okay. chocolate milk, and the uh, codes they're all related to uh, high temperature, low coolant, um, that type of thing. And I pull a, the valve cover and it's just chocolate milk. And so uh, I'm thinking worst case, I go uh, order a, a used engine, you know, and just do a clean swap and get on down the road with it. And, um, by the way, I'm going to be giving this to you. I'm going to be surprised my daughter. I hope she's not listening. I'm going to hand it over to her when I'm done rebuilding it. But um, so uh, so I was thinking I'd order the engine. And then uh, so I pulled the engine and trans out, put it on a pallet in my garage. And everything's just brand new. I mean, the ball joints and tie rods, the starter, like it was really well taken care of. And I, I pulled ahead the other night while I'm sourcing an engine. I just thought, what the heck, I'll take a look. And um, the pistons and cylinders, everything was immaculate, but the head has a lot of uh, it had the blown head gasket and a lot of pitting, a lot of heavy, like corrosive-looking uh, pitting under the head. And I thought, well, this engine's in really good shape, though, so I don't think the head could be machined with all that pitting because it's right around the water jackets where the uh, gasket meets it. Or I was is, thinking,
3: is there a lot of carbon buildup, Jeff?
4: There's not a lot of carbon buildup. No, no, the pistons. What was on the pistons I could wipe off with my fingers.
3: Right. How many the mi- cylinders
4: aren't scratched? How many miles are on the car? How
3: many miles on the car overall? One
4: hundred and
3: eleven thousand. Okay. Have yeah. you have you priced so, have you priced a replacement engine?
4: A used engine, anywhere from eight to $1,200, really cheap. And like I said, I've got no money into this car. I'm doing right. the labor myself. Right. And I'm thinking, uh, they're all high-mileage engines. I can't find anything, you know, maybe 80000 uh around the same boat, basically. So I was thinking, I might have just as good of an engine right here in my garage. Now, I was thinking I could either do that or I could go to O'Reilly's and get a remanufactured cylinder head for 600 bucks. New valves, new uh, seals. It comes with a cam and everything. Buy a gasket kit and uh, put it back together. Throw a clutch in it, obviously. Cause yeah, I, I mean,
3: out. if the engine is out, the engine's out. Correct. Correct. You got a local mach- You got a local machine mm-hmm. shop.
4: Uh, not one I've ever used before but yeah there's there's I think I think people still do that
3: I, I mean you you've got one <laughs> you've, you've got one local let me let me rephrase the question do you have one local that you think you can get a recommendation for as to whether good or bad yeah yeah
4: I think so yeah uh,
3: I, you know the yeah. engine's out the car's 16 years old your daughter's going to drive it and you know what's going to happen you want to avoid the dead. I love my car but it just started to overheat comment and now you got to take my car away from me, and then you'll never have time to do this. So I, I think you have to do this to the max in the sense that, like you said, you have no money in it. It's It looks and seems sure. like a good car. You really don't know the service history. I mean, judging the engine by how you take it apart, sure, we all do that. But, you know, what has the oil change interval really been, and, you know, what's he really done to it And when the head gasket failed? Did it run hot, or did the head gasket just fail on its own accord, or was it from lack of coolant maintenance, or was it some other extenuating circumstance? I, I think the right. I think the safe bet to avoid doing this twice because now you have the time, and I guarantee you, when it fails, if it fails, you won't have the time. Is right. Let's let's put a fresh motor in it. Let's find out what a fresh motor is going to cost. If a fresh engine's ten grand, then maybe not. But if you can do this. And work under a budget. I don't know. I think you got to put five grand in the car. I think that's the number because you don't get anything. That's for kind five of the car. number. I,
4: yeah. yeah, that's kind of the number I had, had in mind. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you, you I would have no problem doing that. Yeah, yeah, you
3: don't. You don't get anything for five grand today. I mean, good lord, we're restoring an F one. Not really re, re, restoring. We're we're doing some uh, front end, some brake, a radiator, coolant lines, power steering lines, tr- spark plugs, and a whole slew of other things to an 7 F one fifty in the shop this week and next week and we've got about we're going to have about 9 grand in it no lie. And you know wow. there's a truck that's just getting a pile of maintenance that it hasn't had anything done to it in 15 years or so. So sure. you know yeah I think I think 5 grand's the number. I really do, Jeff. I I think you've got to put okay. some I think you've got to go out and see if you can find the um see if you can find an engine for it that way. Um maybe you go down to the O'Reilly Auto Parts that you have in your neighborhood, see if they've got a complete reman engine assembly from it and see what kind of warranty they'll give. And at least then you've got the power of O'Reilly Auto Parts backing it up. And if not there, if they can't get something for it, then head on over to your local machine shop and maybe get a recommendation from the guys at the O'Reilly Auto Parts. But I think doing the complete engine, my point is, and then look at the radiator, look at the hoses, belts, all the small parts, you know, the normal things that you would want to change and get those done as well. And then at least when you hand it to your daughter, boom, done. Here it is, sweetheart. Have a great time. Dad took care of you, and uh, it's a good first car experience. All dads should be as lucky as you to have such fortune as to find a car like that, and they should have the ability and the time to do it. I think doing that and giving that to a daughter is a labor of love, but it's it says a lot to them as uh, time goes by. I appreciate the call, Jeff. I'm Ron and The Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
5: Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at fifty dollars off. Visit b a r t e s i a n dot backslash mother now to get fifty dollars off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian premium cocktails on demand. Pick it on, it's
1: that ron's number handy
3: 855-560-9900 for when you really need advice on your car here's ron you know just as an aside before we take the next call you know you're stuck at home you're looking for something to do well here's something exciting this is what the car doctor does i go out and i look at websites go out to look at autobatteries.com and the only reason i'm bringing up is because we're seeing a tick in the shop a tick up a spike if you will And I'm seeing it in the trends that there's more and more talk that as a result of the pandemic and cars sitting, and we've talked about this, that battery replacement is on the rise. So if you've got to make an informed decision as far as, you know, buying a battery or what battery to replace with, or maybe you want to do a preemptive battery replacement, something that happens before you get stuck somewhere because it's going to happen. Sooner or later, we are going to get out. Uh, We're starting to see, you know, we're we're getting out now slowly, but surely things are uh, on the rise in that sense. Um, You know, get out to autobatteries.com. Take a look at the information put up there uh, provided by the good folks at Clarios and uh, Optima and uh, all the batteries, uh, um, you know, available through that website or the information available through that website. Um, Autobatteries.com just provides a slew of information that um it's just it's it's interesting reading it really is all, all kidding around aside a recent article uh, i've got in front of me from our research department kathy um she's the she's the entire research department she can at least give herself the day off every every now and then this comes to us at a consumer reports is there's talk about pedestrians having it safer at night which is true um, they talk about pedestrian detection systems offering greater potential for, pre- for preventing collisions with people or reducing severity. Even so, more than 6,000 pedestrians are killed were killed by vehicles in 2019 and 76,000 of them injured by vehicles. So uh, it's on the rise. You can see the need for these systems. You just question, you know, at what expense, what will it take to repair and, uh, you know, in, in terms of as they grow older and, I mean, you can't put a price on it, but just know that. Um, uh, you know it's it's on the rise uh, as well as the price of a new car the article also points out that the um, average price of a new car october of last year was thirty eight thousand five hundred twenty one dollars so uh you know i guess all of our thinking about 20 grand that just don't cut it let's get on over to jeff in fort lauderdale oh four jeep grand cherokee and some questions about uh, brakes jeff welcome aboard sir how can i help
6: hi ron um Well, I had a previous good relationship with a trusted mechanic and he expanded and got himself some more technicians or they were showing up and doing more and more of the work. Um, He's got a busy shop and I was previously happy with the work he did. So I saved up my big long list, had all my parts, all new parts for front for four wheel brake job and uh, right drive shaft, uh, half shaft for the front uh, Dana 35 axle, had a big list. Just the labor was 2200 and all my parts and everything. It was, a, it was a good two days of work. Okay. And regarding the the brake job, I've got these Aki Bono upgraded calipers for the Grand Cherokees, and I've never had any warping problems since I bought the vehicle new. After about the first 20,000 miles, I had the warped rotors, and then ever since then, I put Grembo rotors on there, and I've still got them to this day. And uh, they, they sent them out and had them turned, did a big brake job. And it was a long day. Like I said, they did a lot of work on it, and they were actually very busy. So test driving my vehicle at the end of the day, I turned in the rental car, and I got uh, jumped back over there and put it in reverse and went slow and tapped the brakes to shift into a uh, drive, and I heard a clunk. And then I went forward again at about a mile per hour and tapped the brakes slightly, and I heard a clunk. So I said, "Hey, uh, Big Cheese, you know the owner. I'm talking, you know, the, the owner of the shop. I said, maybe you should take a listen to this. What is this, you know?" So he gets around, he gets in there, jumps in, and forward, backward, here, the clunk, and uh, he says, "Is that that could just be the calipers moving?" You know? Well, I'll tell you
3: what, Jeff. I'll tell you what, sit tight. Let pull over, take the pause. You can finish your story. Um, I don't want to cut you short. I'm Ron eating the car doctor. We'll be back right after this.
5: Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at fifty dollars off. Visit b a r t e s i a n dot backslash mother now to get fifty dollars off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian premium cocktails on demand.
1: Just take your place in the drive
3: Back. On Welcome back, Ron. and of the car doctor here. Uh, a little delay in the uh, video. Let's uh, get back to Jeff. You're there in Fort Lauderdale.
6: Yes, sir. Regarding the 3,000 miles I have on my brake job that was done on the Grand Cherokee uh, last September. Luckily, it didn't didn't stick me uh, during the winter when I couldn't have done much about it or even getting under there. But uh, so noticed a right pulling caliper on a 20 mile drive. thought it was crosswinds (laughs) and I'm like that's a hell of a crosswind. That's a heck of a crosswind is um, right. Yeah heck of a crosswind of course yeah and uh pulling to the right and um, then I started slowing down in in town and smelled a little bit of uh what smells like the electrical brake uh lining burning and all that and finally with, with the wind and everything taking the smell away from me and not really seeing smoke or anything I got around there and got pretty hot and uh Got in there with a hammer, kind of tapped it loose. When the calipers were new, all the pads were new. Akibono and, uh, and the mechanics uh, had given them a whole box of parts in the Ziploc bag or the clear bag full of the stainless steel anti-rattle springs that go on the top and the bottom part of the pads, uh, four per right. caliper. I get, it. I get a Bob and, uh, uh,
3: Jeff. I get a feeling you're trying to tell me they did a bad brake job.
6: They never used the anti-spring calipers, and when that when the Calipers stuck. <laughs> That's when I really got in there, I took the wheel off, and looked at. It. I'm like, "There's something missing. Something doesn't look right here." Right. All those metal, stainless steel spring clips were never used. Did you go? Like, did you oh, go back and gosh, talk to him? So Not yet. No, because they're a little bit out of my area. You know, I went out of my way to go back to the guy. You know, but he was doing his work. His, you know, he was doing the work personally back in the day when when I was impressed. But now right. he had a technician or whatever. But isn't that something just so basic, you know my disappointment and everything to see that i'm I'm gonna buy another caliper or I'll probably just put the spring clips on the other the other side too, and redo that. well, but you know that's something that has ever popped up you know when the parts are in the box, you know in front of them
3: you know you only get one chance to annoy a customer okay hmm. as my as my late father would always say when he had the rug business in New Jersey and i never forgot that from being a little kid i think you are obligated to go back and talk to this mechanic this owner as a shop owner i'd want to know about it uh you know listen i'm not making excuses for him i'm not making excuses for anybody we're all human everybody has an off day uh you know it's it's does he does he do the right thing to make it right okay Uh, You know, and that's really the question. And then sometimes doing the right thing to make it right, it doesn't sit right with the customer and they still never see him, but at least they get the opportunity to do the right thing. Uh, You know, I'll never forget, I'll never forget, I think, I think on Danny's second week, and Danny's with me 12 years now, his second week, we had a car towed in, uh, an older suburban Uh, with a you know just just really kind of a ratty truck not that that minimizes it but it just that's what it was and it was towed in and the tow truck driver didn't park it all the way up against the fence he left it sticking out two feet well you know you get in the habit of backing up you you back up x distance you kind of know the distance and if you're in a hurry and you're not thinking you're not used to your environment um you don't look you make a mistake that's why god put erasers on pencils and he crushed a brand new customer's Two week, uh, it wasn't two weeks old, it was two years old, Mazda, whatever it was. I almost don't remember the vehicle. And tore the bumper off. Did $3,000 worth of damage because it took out the ABS control module, the sensors, the whole thing. It was a schmear. He sat on the ground. He was destroyed. I said, just get up. Let's fix the car. We sent it out to the body shop. We put the customer in a rental. Okay, we gave them everything they needed. We still never saw the customer again. You know, no argument. Our fault. Our guy made a mistake. We stand behind it so you know this is a two-part obligation it's your part to go back it's his part to do the right thing it's your part to accept it if you're happy if you're not then you got to talk to him and that's 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 what makes relationships and human beings so interesting right so uh, you know uh, to this day i think about that job it was but it's not you know it's not for me to decide i did everything i could evidently the customer was inconvenienced by the fact that he came in for an oil change and we made a mistake it happens Did this guy make a mistake? Maybe. It kind of depends on how they handle it. You know, there's there. You know, maybe there's something not clear cut that he didn't see that his guy didn't see. Me personally, Mm -hmm. for the record, I would consider yourself lucky that he accepted your brake parts to do a brake repair on your vehicle, because in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. that's a huge liability. That's a huge problem Mm -hmm. for a New Jersey mechanic. Uh, because okay, of the fact yeah, that they're all
6: new boxes.
3: well it doesn't matter if they're new, new in boxes, boxes yeah but yeah. but the liability insurance and the ability to warranty that and whose insurance is responsible and you know at least if i put the brakes on your car from my supplier my insurance covers it my liability covers it god forbid something happened to you you're in the hospital your estate can now come and you know chase me and chase my insurance company it's clear cut Right. What what created this problem? So, <laughs> the lack of parts. The, the 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 installation. The the there was a miscommunication somewhere. So mm-hmm. just just
6: for the big picture, like for clarity, like I remember when I was sixteen, changing the pads on my dad's uh, seventy one New Yorker, and back in the day, you'd spray the back of the pads with the Permatex, uh, you know, disc brake quiet spray, and all that. These modern, these Grand Cherokee vehicles, super, super popular, and, you know, a lot of them on the road over the years. What is the percentage of cars that would have pads put in the calipers without any kind of, like, retention springs or anti, anti-rattle springs like that?
3: To my knowledge, everything's got them. They've got to have some kind of an anti-rattle clip. They've got to have some kind of a spring, some kind of a retention, something, you know, some have right. more than others. So if your question is kind of leading to could the mechanic have not known that they were supposed to go there? Well, hopefully he took it. Yeah, how how,
6: how, common, how common are they to not be there whatsoever? I mean, uh, I, mean I thought it would be very uncommon for them not to be there at all. It is anything, very
3: uncommon right? because now you're now you're into what's the quality and the level of intelligence of the guy putting the parts on the car. Listen, the guy didn't put mm-hmm. the parts on the car. Were they there when he were they there when he oh. took them off? If 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 they were there yeah. when he took them off, And as long as the new parts fit and there wasn't a question of fit and there wasn't a question of do they go there, then the guy made a mistake. You know, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make more out of it until you go talk to the owner. Uh, The owner only Mm -hmm. gets one chance. Okay. He's, he can't Mm -hmm. turn his nose up at it. He's got to be responsive. He's got to be proactive. He's got to do his I'm sorrys. He's got to do his, you know, gee, let's make this right routine. Gee, I value your business. All right. Uh, You know, it can't be tough. (laughs) You know, that just that just doesn't exist. Besides the fact that it's breaks and it's a huge liability. So go talk to him. Listen, everybody gets a shot, right? That's what auto repair is about to me. It's about the relationship. You got to you got to be able to talk to people and people have to be able to talk and approach you. So I say give him the benefit of the doubt. Go talk to him. Hopefully he's uh, responsive and see what kind of response you get and then call us back. And let us know, because I think everybody here is kind of interested how this story ends. Jeff, we appreciate the call. I'm Ron in The Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Give us a call. We'll be back right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road.
1: Dance,
3: dance, dance, dance. that's got to be my cue to go then Ron and Amy the car doctor at your service you know the problem is see Tom puts on the right music and it just it brings back memories of Saturday night cruising and you know all that American graffiti style stuff that just uh, gave us I don't know. It wasn't a bad time, right? It wasn't. Uh, Why don't you
1: just say you're not paying attention? Well,
3: I wasn't paying attention. I was paying attention. <laughs> so I was paying attention to not paying attention. So it's um, Tom. You know, just certain time periods are related to cars. I just uh, I, I can't. And it's funny too. You know, I'm one of those guys. It just everybody's got those little things that make you wonder about things that go bump in the night. I'll say it like that. You know, I can get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and wander around the house for five minutes, and then if I flick on the TV, I always seem to find that one favorite spot and that one favorite movie that I haven't seen in a while. Last night I did it at 4 o'clock in the morning. I got up, took a walk around the house. I was thinking about something. And wouldn't you know, I woke up, and there's American Graffiti on Showtime, and I got right to the right to the part where the 55 and the 32 were racing down Paradise Road. It was just, I watched the crash, okay. I watched the plane scene, Two guys died, two guys lived, good, we're done, I went back to bed. It's just, you know, it just speaks to you, it's nostalgia, it's from 1973. But Well, some songs come up, yeah, and
1: they immediately bring back a whole a whole flood of memories, or, you know, going out, like you said, Saturday Night Cruising yeah. and yeah. everything else, you know, it's, Beach Boys are one of those groups.
3: And I think, you know, and I know we're off the topic here, and we're going to get to our call in a minute, but... You know, I think that the problem, I think one of the things that strikes me at my core, I'm not against electric vehicles, and I'm not against hybrid vehicles, all right? I think what, what irks me is it's the end of an era that defined an entire generation or two. Because everybody remembers where they were cruising Main Street, their first hot rod, listening to the Beach Boys, listening to the music of the 70s, the 80s, the early 90s. I think music has kind of faded away after that. It's not conducive to cruising in a car with your elbow sticking out the window. You know, nobody's nobody's going cruising in a Tesla. Nobody's and it's the social event of, you know, nobody's gonna you know what it's gonna sound like at the ice cream parlor? Hey, you wanna go cruise the, you want to go cruise Arnold for the ice cream? Yeah. You know what you're gonna hear? As the battery goes around and around and around, you know, and above that, you'll hear somebody go, "Can I get a small cone with Jimmy's?" Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's. I, I'm rambling. Bob and Pearl River, save me, give me something to do. How can I help you today, sir?
6: <laughs> hey, Ron.
3: Yes, sir.
1: So, so I, um, want to give myself uh, a present. So I am looking at uh, buying a scan tool for my, uh, to my fleet of family cars. So okay. I have the- the Toyotas, and I have the Ford Escape, and I'm looking, you know, I have some money put aside for it, and I'm looking for something that I can kind of do uh, preemptive reviews of the car, and kind of look at how they're operating, and more of a science experiment, I'm not trying to replace, you know, you as my mechanic, right. but but just to play, right? right? So I was looking at some of the Autels, like the MX-808, or, you know, some of the launches, and um, I gotta tell you, it's just so many options, and so many things, i no, I, for instance, I'm not going to be using a scope to, to check something. I know that. So I don't have to go that high up on the, on the food chain. But, you know, I'm looking for, you know, the Mode 6, and I'm looking for the, the, the fuel trim, and I'm looking for being able to get into the computers and you know, basically do a preemptive run of all the computer systems. What am I looking for? What, what kind of, what, what, what features
4: should I be looking for?
3: I like the MK808. As a matter of fact, I've got an MK808 at home. And okay. you know when I'm home and I and I need to grab something or you know somebody's check engine light pops on and I don't feel like running to the shop I'll use my MK808 and they've got some newer versions of that you'll spend five hundred to a thousand bucks okay yep. um you know no problem no that's kind of what I'm looking for yeah sweet spot you know uh, I think I think that that's a great choice you can find them on Amazon be careful when you purchase on Amazon that it's from an authorized Autel retailer. Because I'm, I'm, I don't understand it myself, but I'm seeing people on Amazon selling things that, and I'll use Autel because that's what we're talking about, where they're selling an Autel scan tool, but they're not an authorized retailer. Somehow they got their hands on you know, two dozen of them, and, and, and legally I assume, and they're selling it, but then when you have a warranty issue or a technical support problem, they're not there to provide the support. And that's important because at some point it'll need to be updated at some point you know you're going to have a question about you need to be able to have an 800 number you can call and get support so i would tell you to go to their website i believe it's autel.com or if you just google autel um, it'll come up there's an 800 number and i would say hey listen i live in pearl river new york you know who's your nearest autel tool supplier it might be a parts house it might be them direct but at least then you've okay. got the option of when you have a problem, you can, you know, go to the front of the horse and, and, and talk and get it resolved. OK, so, yeah, you know, and, and the 808 is there and then they can, you know, I'm sure there's videos on YouTube what the 808 does and, you know, to take you down that path. So that's that's number one. Um, what was the other brand that you were asking me about?
1: I was looking at Launch as a as a kind of a competitor to the Octel. So, okay, um,
3: and and you can go to Launch's website. I think it's launchtechusa.com. But if you Google Launch, all right, you'll you'll come to their website. Uh, you can call them. They're in California, and they they're comparable, and their price point is comparable. Uh, you know, you can take a look at the Launch. The Launch Throttle is a good tool. I like that. I've got one of those. the um, uh, The other Launch products are there as far as, and one thing I like that Launch does over the Autel is in the shop, I use my Launch, it gives me the ability to display using Google, Google Cast, Google Cast? Yeah, Google Cast. Okay. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Where I can take, I can hook up a Google Cast uh, device to the back of a TV, and I can, you know, shoot it right out through the Bluetooth capability of the Launch, and send it up to the big screen, and it just makes it, you know, It's phenomenal. You can, doing a cooling system repair, you can, you know, go and look at a a temp range while you're working on another car. You're working on that car. It's outside. You're displaying it inside the shop where you are to be able to display that on the screen. Um, It works really well. Chromecast. uh, Tom is sending me a note here. That's Google Chromecast. It's something like that. But um, that's one nice, real nice feature about the launch that I I wish more scan tools had. So take a look at that, and um, you know you know where we are. Let us know what you find out, and uh, happy birthday to you. Buy yourself something good. I'm Ron Haney and The Gar Doctor. I'll be back right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. Every highway let me slip away on you every
3: highway welcome back Warren and the car doctor. I guess one of the things to walk away from this hour or drive away, whichever the case might be, is when we talk about specifics, how exact vehicles are getting and it's across the board. it's it's where you least expect it. I had a 2013 GMC, Denali the their version of a Chevy Silverado pickup truck with a 66 Duramax diesel this week that had problems with the cooling system was setting cooling system codes and not operating up to temperature and we had some issues with it. Couldn't get the GM stuff because evidently there's a shortage of some of the parts and supplies. We picked Motorrad, all right, which we always look at Motorrad anyway because we like Motorrad. Good quality stuff. Found out it's OE for the GM application. Put it in. What a work of art. Gaskets, finish, the way it operated. Just nice stuff. More information at Motorrad.com. Think about it. I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. Till the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.